This is an Odyssey original. This is Coronavirus Daily. I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. CDC says there have been a higher number of cases, higher than expected number of cases, of heart inflammation in young people, 16 to 24-year-olds, after receiving their second dose of the vaccines. They expect anywhere from 10 to just over 100 cases, but instead... They have reports of 275, so we'll take a look at that, see if there's a link. That's what they're working on. Vast majority of kids will be back in school this fall. Restaurants happy to be open again, but they've got some problems to deal with. We start, though, with the vaccines and heart inflammation. Dr. Eugene DePasquale, cardiologist at Keck Medicine of USC, Rob Archer and I asked if we should be worried about this, the the higher-than-usual amounts of cases. Yeah, thank you for for having me. I, I think these findings do warrant further investigation. It is important for this data to be examined in detail to confirm whether these findings are in fact uh, true. The number of cases reported uh, was higher than expected. However, these cases do need to be examined more closely because some of these will not turn out to be true myocarditis or pericarditis. I think there's still caution, but the the CDC and the American Association of Pediatrics are still recommending the vaccine. So more to come next week. And uh, COVID itself can also maybe lead to this, right? That was an earlier worry for athletes. So maybe some of these cases are actually more often, you know, asymptomatic-ish cases, uh, but they develop some sort of carditis along the way, and uh, you catch it after, after you know, these symptoms arise. It, it is possible. With COVID, there was uh, early concern about the, the effects on the heart, and certainly that gained a lot of attention uh, with athletes. In some of these cases, the, the COVID testing was, was negative, but this vaccine was developed against, uh, against COVID. So I think we do need more information. Uh, but I think the reassuring thing is the majority of these cases, uh, most of these patients uh, ultimately did well and were able to, to be discharged from the hospital. What's the danger from the heart inflammation? Well, with uh, inflammation in general for this, this specific condition, myocarditis, it certainly can affect the heart function and, and can lead to worse things uh, down the line. The cases that are reported are, are particularly mild, and it, it should be noted that this can happen irrespective of a vaccine or COVID-19, that other viruses and other infections can cause this as well. In some cases, we don't, even, we don't have a, a, a good cause. And what do you look for? Sometimes it's a pretty specific type of chest pain, right? Right. So for the, the, the symptoms that you might have, uh, chest pressure, chest tightness, uh, shortness to breath uh, along with that, uh, those are the most common symptoms uh, that, that people may have with that. So is, is the uh, consensus at this point still that uh, even if this is an issue that is occurring to this degree, it's still better than not getting the vaccine and possibly getting COVID? Right. So the, the general consensus is, is that the, the risks of COVID probably far outweigh uh, the, the vaccine. I think that, you know, we do obviously do need more data to, to further vet this, but the CDCN, the uh, Association for uh, Pediatrics, are, are still recommending uh, the vaccine. And this event, while more than expected, is still relatively rare. Uh, there's more like more likelihood of something uh, like getting hit by a car or getting hit by lightning is, is still more common than this, uh, fortunately. But again, more to come. How is this treated and what's the follow-up like, even if you, you get this from, from something else? So it depends on the degree of 
information and the degree of uh, and the degree of this information and the effect on the the heart function. Mild cases are really just supportive care uh, and close monitoring. Uh, more significant cases uh, may require uh, more significant IV medications or additional support. Uh, the cases that have been reported thus far have not been that latter case, uh, but that can certainly happen in other cases of myocarditis. When when you see this, what's going through? I mean, we can say in kids in, in many cases, sixteen to twenty four. What's going through their head, especially if they're you know they're young and they're probably in pretty good shape, and they're going, "Well, I'm not having a heart attack, so what's going on with me, doc?" Yeah, so they they might feel the chest discomfort, they might feel the shortness of breath, and they might feel uh, limited. Again, it depends on the the degree, and, and and certainly I think that would you know give give them concern because nor- normally when you're sixteen or seventeen, you're you're feeling destructible and want to want to do everything. So I, I think certainly if, it, if this happens, and and you know, irrespective of whether it's a vaccine or or, or some other cause, uh, for at least the recovery period, even if they're feeling better from these symptoms, uh, we urge caution in terms of returning to physical activity. Certainly, we want to reassess, uh, but make sure they're asymptomatic and and make sure that any inflammation that's seen has gone away. Is there any idea why this is happening for 16 to 24-year-olds and, and not so much with with older groups? Does this have something to do with the, uh, like a younger person has a stronger immunity response, and that might be responsible? Is that uh, in line with this? It's it's certainly a possibility. I think for these particular cases, we don't have a good explanation why it's affecting the the adolescent group more so than the adult group. Uh, certainly, I, I think a lot of people have received this vaccine, and uh, with adults, this has been a rare finding. Uh, this has uh, been an uptick in the in, in this particular population. But I do think we need to look at these cases more closely and and, and see if uh, these cases are true myocarditis or uh, something else. Dr. Eugene De Pasquale, cardiologist, Keck Medicine of USC. Well, it was a year that included a lot of remote learning, Zoom school. Most students, it appears, will be back to classrooms this fall. Good news for stores looking for a back-to-school boom, but again, we could see supply chain issues because we've seen plenty of them. Gerald Storch, CEO of Storch Advisors, former vice chairman at Target and CEO of Toys R Us in Vero Beach, Florida. He talked to WBBM's Rob Hartz about the potential positives for stores and negatives if the supply chain is busted. Well, you know, there's a combination going on here of rapidly increasing demand and some difficulty in the supply chain. So there will be some shortages. Having said that, if you shop early, there's plenty of apparel out there. And so that's what's going to boom now is back-to-school clothing. And it's going to start in July, so you better get going. Now, certainly if you want to get the absolute choice of what you want, it's better to shop early. I don't think we're going to run out of a lot of clothes. There could be other products down the line, those with chips in them. You know, that's a particular issue. You know, computers, things like that, where there's some waiting lists and delays there. But by and large, most products will be available. You may not get everything you want unless you shop early. But the demand is what's really driving this. It's going to be astronomical this year, as we really didn't have back to school last year. After a year of learning on Zoom or maybe hybrid learning or going into the classroom just a couple of days out of the week, it sounds like uh, parents of school children across the country really want to jump into normalcy with both feet. Like the kids do, and the parents do, and you know the parents are a big part of of education as well, and uh, they all, they like getting dressed up and going to school too. So it's a huge time of year. It's one of the biggest shopping seasons of the year. It you know honestly, back to school is going to start in July, as I mentioned, but the whole you know kit and caboodles 
going to start in June when Amazon moved its Prime Day to June 21st and 22nd. So you're going to see that's going to be the beginning. Rapid growth over the summer, just numbers we have never seen before in retail history probably. You look at year-over-year increases. And what's really remarkable is most people think for the first time you're going to see big increases versus two years ago, versus 2019, as we've now lapped the pandemic and, and then some. So this is going to be a fabulous year. All boats are going to rise. Everyone's going to do great this year. As for the future of every retailer, we're going to have to wait a couple more years in the line and see who the winners and losers are. Yeah. This year is going to be perfect. I was going to say you just answered my question, which was uh, how is this going to manifest itself across the retail space? Is it going to be uh, people going back into stores or, once again, uh, Mr. and Mrs. America staying online? It's going to be both. We're going to have such a surge in demand. We're talking about double-digit increases. And, uh, you know, the growth is so high, they're going to be able to grow both in stores and retain some of that online growth that we saw before. This year, it's gonna, if you just look at what happens this year versus last year, everyone's going to look great. You have to look at two-year trends, look at 2019 compared to 2021. That's what I do with all my clients, every retailer. I don't really care that much what you did versus last year. Last year was a layup beating a time when your store was closed. What did you do versus two years ago? And then what we're going to see is patterns are going to start to emerge, similar to what was going before the pandemic, in terms of winners and losers, match merchants, Target, Walmart, Costco are going to win, Amazon's going to win, and department stores and apparel stores are going to start to struggle when you get a year or two down the line. This year, it's easy. This year's time to shore up your balance sheet. This year's time to, to post the biggest wins you can get. But can you hold it? That's going to be the question. Not this year. This year is easy for everyone. It's next year. Thanks a lot, Gerald Storch, CEO of Storch Advisors. Short break, and then restaurants getting back to normal, at least sort of, we'll explain. The restaurants reopening, getting back to normal across the country. People can eat indoors, outdoors, take your pick, but there are issues and concerns coming up, especially finding workers, the shortages, so how do they handle all this? Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, known as the Restaurant Coach in Chicago. He was with WBBM's Rob Hart as well about how restaurants are working around those new problems. It is, uh, has been very hard to get people to come back. Uh, I know of restaurants that were seven days a week, uh, you know, in 2019, and this year they're going to be opening up maybe four days, maybe five days a week, only because they can no longer uh, staff the restaurant enough to keep it going seven days a week. So they're either doing adjustments through technology or adjustment through hours, or uh, some restaurants have actually taken out half their tables because uh, they don't want people seeing all these empty tables, but uh, they're just leaving enough tables for the staff that they have that can work uh, the the restaurant. As last year, before the vaccine was announced, and there were some predictions about what life would be like post-pandemic, post-vaccine, and if there would be like a slow return to life as we once knew it, uh, do the restaurant owners that you talk to, are they surprised by the speed at which people are going back and doing things they used to enjoy prior to the pandemic? Well, I have to tell you, I, I manage restaurants all over the country, and 100% of my restaurant sales are up 20 to 30% over 2019. People are coming in at a huge rate, and the reason that the sales are up 20 or 30% is because there are still those people who are uncomfortable uh, to go into the restaurant, so they're still going to order pickup delivery curbside. So you have that business, which is going to remain and a hundred percent of the people are going to come back uh, to the interior. And I know, you know, just restaurants I tried to go to on the weekend. Uh, some, I mean, it was a two hour wait or three hour wait, or we don't have any more seats. 
The pandemic has forced a lot of innovations on the uh, operational side, you know, setting up outdoor spaces, doing an outdoor, uh, doing a, a delivery business or a takeout business where one may not have existed before. Is the last innovation before fully reopening is trying to adjust to this new uh, HR reality? It, it is. I mean, the, the big question is, when are these uh, employees going to come back or are they going to come back? Because many, many restaurant managers over the, you know, that whole period of the pandemic who used to work nights, who used to work weekends and holidays, had this time to look at their life and say, you know, maybe there's something out there for me that that isn't that lifestyle. And they have gone to totally different industries. I was talking to someone in the in the warehousing industry, and they are getting a lot of restaurant managers coming to work for them because it offers a better lifestyle. So the pandemic caused people to totally change careers. That's the one piece that's going to take us a long time to uh, come back from. Well, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. The Restaurant Coach. First major cruise hosting Americans since the pandemic hasn't gone quite as swimmingly as planned. Celebrity Millennium Cruise in the Caribbean only let adults on board who were fully vaccinated, who tested negative recently, which is great, but two guests actually tested positive. The two who shared a stateroom in isolation being monitored by medical team. So far, though, showing no symptoms. This is an Odyssey original. Find us on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher.